0: This is Melissa Guerra, Melody Smith,
1: and Tim Dolly.
0: We created Surviving Design as a platform to help other interior designers improve their knowledge, their business, and their bottom line. We hope to educate not only members of our industry, but anyone who has an interest in interior design. Get ready to laugh and learn, and let's start Surviving Design. So today on Surviving Design, we're going to talk about managing client expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody's favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I do think there's a lot of false expectations in this business, especially through things like HGTV, where they show an entire kitchen done in two weeks, or they show or five, minutes. or five minutes, or that an entire house can be redone in about five minutes. And unfortunately, clients watch that. And when you tell them that their kitchen cabinets, well, during before COVID, they were eight to 12 to 16 weeks. Now during COVID it's eight to 12 to 24 or months. Or so like, yeah. you know,
1: uh, just, you, you'll never get that. You'll never get that. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: And it has become way more difficult to get jobs done in a reasonable, reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And going into it, it's very difficult to tell people that, that, you know, you're home, you're going to start this process now and it might be a year plus to get everything done in and in, in installed. And even before COVID with that, I think clients sometimes do have an unrealistic expectation for how long things will take, how long things will cost, and just the entire process.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Agreed. So how do you handle that when you're going into a client job? When do you start this conversation? Before the interview with them even? Do you do it after you're hired? How do you manage it? What do you tell them? Uh, I start immediately. Um, I start
2: with, you know, just, just so you know, and it, it that's kind of how the conversation rolls. You know, we are still looking at some pretty significant delays in, you know, in receiving goods and, you know, it's not just cabinetry, it's furniture, it's appliances, it's, it's in some cases lighting, it's you know, everything. everything, literally everything. And, the problem on that I see is that we don't know where that next um, <clears throat>
0: significant delay is going to come from. Well, but even before COVID, mm-hmm. let's get realistic about what making renovating a house or job looks like. Even just a kitchen,
1: yeah.
0: You, it cannot be done in two weeks. Anything no. on no. HGTV? If has, you can do it in three months, that's a feat. It is a feat. Yeah. I mean, I've done it for show houses, but that's another but that's story. Different. Yeah. But there's. The the demolition takes time. There's the rust takes time. Inspections take time. The actually, getting the cabinets in take time. Installing them properly takes even, time. But even
1: even the drawings and the
0: layouts. Correct. You know, you're right. I skipped a step. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Even before you can knock one cabinet out, it takes time to get your kitchen. I'm just using to the approval kitchen, phase. To yeah. the approval phase. Yeah. Not only to get the drawings right, to get the shop drawings incorrectly, to get all that done. At best, it's a month. Yeah. At best.
2: Yeah, and usually more more realistic is six weeks to two months. Correct, especially if, if something is not to their liking and you have to go back and make corrections or modifications or revisions or whatever it's uh, it just all it does is add to the timeline or when the
1: ideas start to funnel you know like you come back and you're like okay i've drawn up this option or i have this mm-hmm. option and they're like what if we did this right. and then that becomes a different conversation mm-hmm. sometimes you have to do research to figure out like is this even going to be feasible you know where are your lines running in from like how how difficult how much more expensive is this going to be If we wind up moving your entire range to the other side of the kitchen, which is where a lot of these conversations go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it might might even take you a good six weeks to, to three months just to get the drawings finalized. Correct. Before you even get to like construction planning or all that stuff, you know?
0: Correct. And I think going into it, clients need to know that. I tell everyone that I work with that at some point during the construction phase... You will hate everybody. You will hate yourself. You will hate your spouse. You will hate me. You will really hate the contractor. You will hate the electrician. You're going to hate everybody. But you will get through it, and it will be worth it at the end of the day. But it is not something that you can just go into easily, expecting your life not to be disrupted.
2: And and on that note, I think that another thing that, homeowners need to understand is it is best if they do not live in the construction zone Agreed. you know and and I've I've come against this numerous times and no 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 I've been through this before I'm fine it sooner or later it wears on you it wears on you yeah. it, 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 it's it's
0: just not something that
2: I recommend
0: no you have your breakdown during renovation yeah. I've lived through two renovations mm-hmm. of my own home and I did one I moved in during Most of the renovation was complete. One, we did in phases and lived through it. And I remember the first one, my husband and I did. My husband is an architect, but that's a conversation for another day and another podcast. (laughs) We were putting in all the new windows. And I had a trash bag hung up on the window in the shower because... My shower was totally under renovation. There was windows, there was tile, there were things going in. That one had been done, but there were contractors running around my house, and I did not feel comfortable showering where that window was with the contractors running around, so I had a trash bag hanging up there. And of course, in the middle of my shower, the trash bag fell down on top of me, and I lost it it was a Joan Crawford level of fit when that thing fell down on top of me and I'm sure all the contractors thought I was crazy but I just couldn't take it anymore because I was living in mess and chaos and I'm a German Virgo that is not my wheelhouse mess and chaos is not my wheelhouse so I think some clients I've had do it where they're okay with it where they have their rough patches but if you are used to living a certain way, do not do it. Do not do it. Well there yes, there is an apocalyptic level
2: of dust and noise Correct. and and you can't invasion. mitigate
0: You can put up the plastic yeah. walls. You can do everything you can try to do to mitigate it. But that Insidious. drywall dust Insidious. and the demo dust mm. gets everywhere mm. into everything. It does
2: and you know even cleaning at the end of, we've been in situations where we have had the guys literally cleaning their way out of the job every day and it still is dusty and funny and yucky and all of those things and anyway that that is my bit of advice when I Am speaking to somebody about
1: an up- upcoming renovation. Please get out. I, get out. I, get, out. Yeah. get out while you can. When when I don't you, don't save save I, yourself. I honestly feel like too, like like going back to just kind of managing mm-hmm. client expectations. Like I tend to tell people at the beginning of a job. So and God knows you have to repeat it. You know. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the beginning of the job and I'm going to say this is kind of the process. This is what's going to happen, and that can be from construction. That can be talking about the proposals. That can be talking about invoicing. Like you try to set somebody up for the entire experience. Mm-hmm. People forget, right? You True, or yeah. right. they don't
0: believe it's going to be as bad as you say. Exactly. People tend, and this is not just clients. I mean, mm-hmm. it's everybody. You only hear what you want to hear. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, I call it the unpep talk. Right. Right. It, yeah, and I have. The un-pep talk. I
2: call it the un-pep talk You're gonna. It's gonna be messy. It's gonna be dirty. It's gonna be expensive, and all of these things are gonna happen, and you're gonna second guess yourself. But it'll be fine at the end. It will all be fine at, at the end. end. Yeah. I, yeah. While I personally don't have experience in it, I <laughs> liken it to childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I, it, you know, you. Can, it, 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 I do have experience in childbirth, and you do forget it, and you get to the point where they're like, "Oh, they're little angels." But have you well, gotten to that point? Actually, yes. Good. They, good. Yeah. Yes, they're wonderful. But
1: it's, so even like, like so this project that I've got in Key West, which is taking, it'll be three years, and next month in October, um, I told the contractor one day. So even me, I'm, ha- I'm having to manage my own expectations, let alone the clients, because I'm, I'm starting to like lose I'm starting to lose it myself just with how long it's taking and I told him I was like okay so for every step forward that we make we're taking four steps backward because you aren't managing the job site and I'm like it's almost like giving birth in reverse <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like and he was like well that's a terrible image and I was like that's how it feels <laughs> oh
0: my god that is fabulous <laughs> Right, so these are the things that come out during the construction process. Or rather
2: in. <laughs> or rather
0: in. And it's not only the construction. It is getting furniture in. There is also, especially when you're doing custom furniture, that the piece you've waited for before COVID, which would take you know, anywhere between 6 to 12 weeks, which is now taking 6 to 12 months, might come in with some damage. It might come in wrong. So you have sat there and waited for a very long time, to but, then be disappointed. But not
2: only come in damaged or wrong, also I think there comes a point where you don't remember what it was supposed to be. Well,
0: exactly. And
2: and and that is a whole other subject of course, but None of us, I mean, I've been in the situation where some something comes in lately, and I'm like, I ordered that so long ago, I don't even remember. Well,
0: of course. I mean, a year is a long time to yes. keep something in your memory of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And I also do think there used to be more of an excitement of putting the entire room together because things... At, at one time. Yes, things took way less time than they do now and now pieces come in and drips and drabs and if you wait for the entire thing to come in and set it up you're waiting a year do you really want to wait a year because you have two chairs left yeah. no you want to get your stuff in and have your house be mostly functional but it's just different than coming in and seeing the whole place put together and the wow factor seeing it all when it's drips and drabs it still looks good but it's just different it's not as exciting
2: you. and plus you have that opportunity to like pick things apart or your client Correct. does, too. Correct. You know, oh, well, I don't like that. Well, if you look at it individually, yeah, you might not like it, but look at it in the, in the greater picture. Correct. Correct. Well, that, that is the
1: difficulty. It is. It's like you're getting wallpaper in, but the furniture's not in. And so the client's only seeing a tiny portion of your vision, mm-hmm. and they're questioning your vision when you're like, everything else, like, you're only seeing a fraction of what I have in my mind. Like, trust me, you know, trust the process. Like, the other parts are going to come, and it's all going to make sense. But whenever you're only seeing one part of a design mm-hmm. yeah it, it starts to look a little and sometimes you even second guess yourself you know like oh my oh, god absolutely. Is this oh, sure. like, oh don't you
0: think we do that as designers anyway i mean i'm not the only one who wakes up at 2 a.m going uh-oh right yeah. Do I Is that really going to work out the way I think it's going to work out? Did I order that sectional properly? Yeah. Are those chairs actually going to come in in the right fabric? Did I actually do this right? Did I place this order right? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, I yeah.
2: can't tell you how many times I've woken up in the middle of the night and gone down to my office to check my drawing to go, oh, God, yes, I did do that right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. We've all no, no, that. we've all done it. And, you know, people need to understand that that's where we come from. We come from a place of wanting things to work out. We don't... Yes, of course we don't not want them to work out but i don't i don't know i kind of feel like sometimes we're in a situation where maybe even we lose sight of that you know well
0: we're also at the mercy of a lot of other people to make our jobs go correctly correct and i think the client does need to understand that Hmm. because you can do your job as well as you can and i'm not saying that we don't make mistakes god knows i have god knows you have have. and we We everybody does but there are so many room for error between the contractor, the plumber, between the furniture manufacturers, between the carpet guy. I just had a carpet guy cut a stair runner on the back side. I don't know how he could not tell the difference between the front of the carpet and the back of the carpet, so at least he did catch it before it got installed and had to eat it at his own cost, but had that gone in and he didn't notice it, then I'm going to have to sit there and have that argument. And it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So as much as you plan and you prepare and you give people information, there's still so much that can go wrong. And a good interior designer stays on top of this. Mm -hmm. A good interior designer, the client probably won't even know the half of it that went wrong, and we try and get it corrected. But clients also do need to understand that not everything is going to go smoothly, perfectly, get in right 100% of the time in two weeks, and, oh, look, aren't we all happy and good, and and it's just... Perfect.
2: Yeah. I think we have all been in situations where, to the best of our intentions, things just go wrong, and we've corrected it behind the scenes, and they've never known about it. Right. And, you know, that that is what we do on a daily basis.
0: Right. Now, I've had one client who's been screaming at me about the delays of his furniture, and he's like, you know, basically acting like I'm personally causing this. I'm like, don't you think if I could get this in and never have to speak to you again because you're so pleasant about it that I would? I'm like, do you want to call President Xi in China and tell him you didn't really like his COVID lockdowns that are causing your delays? I'm like, because that's really where we are. There is nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And why I told your fiancé at the beginning of this that there's no way it's going to be done in a certain amount of time that you guys thought. And she said, okay, I get it. But now you're sitting here screaming at me about it and there's literally nothing i can do
1: which is as you guys were talking about when you're going through the process when you're going through the renovation process and even though you are throughout the lifetime of the project reiterating their expectations people tend to eventually they have their meltdowns they just do you know
2: but there are also points in our jobs where we do step up and they never know about
0: it oh absolutely
2: and all the time all the yes, time yes yes i i I myself had a situation where we um, were facing a condo closure. We have condo season here in South Florida and the condos closed for the holidays. And um, the receiver that was holding the furniture was down in Fort Lauderdale and was not going, it was not my receiver, it was the receiver for the showroom. And they were not going to deliver my furniture. They just before weren't going to do it before the holiday and before this thing closed. And I called them and you know to see if we could work it out, and they categorically refused. And so and
0: that receiver's the worst, by the way. Oh, that you're I know. About. I, but know. That's story. I know. That's another. I a on. whole other story. Go on. Dude, go on. <laughs>
2: uh, myself and my assistant rented a truck, went down to Fort Lauderdale, picked up their furniture, brought it to my receiver up here, and the the client never knew. Yeah. And I never told them. And, and they don't need to know. And they don't need to know. Exactly. They don't need to know what we go through. And all they knew was that they got here for Christmas
0: and everything was beautiful. Right. And and that was what mattered. And that's our job at yeah. the end of the day is to make sure everything is in, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the value of interior designers. Yes. It isn't just making it look pretty. It's we're the ones who are going to handle all of this. When something mm-hmm. goes wrong, we're the ones who are going to handle it. You, It takes the onus off of the client mm-hmm. for having to deal with all of the that stuff. It's not just. But they place. shouldn't have to deal they with should, that. But that's. But right. people who don't hire interior designers, you're going to have to deal. with Oh, all of course, that. yes. Right, you're going to have yes. to deal with the contractor issues. You're going to have to deal with your furniture delays. If you know whatever XYZ furniture company delivers something incorrectly, you're the one who's going to have to be arguing with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have as much fail safe as you do when you hire an interior designer who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. to make sure that everything gets in properly.
2: Well, not only knows what they're doing, but will stand behind. Well, that's part of knowing what you you're doing. Do. Well, yes, of stand course. But, but, it, but you
1: didn't
0: know what you were doing to begin with.
2: Well, and that is true. But, but also being in there for the long haul and standing behind.
1: Yes. Well, the thing with interior designers, too, and, and, and managing client expectations, is basically understanding with the right designer mm-hmm. that, you know, they are going to take care of these things. And things are going to happen. And we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. all, you know, outside of, outside of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how things sometimes on some projects just go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And I swear to God, it it snowballs. Correct. if, 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 If the beginning of the project, things start to go wrong, it's almost as though there's a hex there's a hex it happens I mean and most, I think most interior designers or even people who've, who've hired an interior designer in the past have had these experiences
0: and I have told clients this I'm like we will get through this but once we get into this dark vortex of stuff going yeah. wrong <laughs> it's just we're going to have to push through to the other side but it yeah. does seem to happen it just is a domino effect yeah. and I do think there's something energetic about that too when people get so upset that it just kind of creates I, I well, think it's
2: worse yeah it becomes the, worse. The, the attitude or the, or the when fear
1: those, maybe. when those clients It's those clients who try to control all these aspects of things they don't understand, right? So they're like, they're trying to control your job, job, (laughs) trying to control your abilities, Mm -hmm. and you're doing the best that you can. They start kind of like throwing things into the mix, and you start getting confused. Things start, it it just, it becomes a problem. I had
0: clients, sorry to interrupt, but I had clients one time who, where everything just went wrong, and the people were not, they started off great, ended up not, being pleasant about things going wrong, which were legitimately out of my control. The furniture company went, that we ordered the dining room chairs from went bankrupt. Nothing I can do about that. They ordered stuff uh, that was coming from Italy, wanted to get it in for Thanksgiving, ordered um. it in July because they wouldn't make decisions in June while they were in London. Italy shuts down in August, it shuts down. So, this month. the entire month. So this had to be made in September, get on a container, and ship over here by Thanksgiving. I had said, this is probably not going to happen. They didn't hear it.
2: That was part of my issue with that order that was down at the receiver in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Right. We didn't get our order in. uh, We got it right before August, and I had said the same thing, and I had had the same conversation. We have to get this order in. And people just don't believe
0: that Italy can shut down for a month, but they do. They had hired their own wallpaper installer who had messed things up. And it, they all started turning it around on me that I personally was ruining their Thanksgiving with their family and I did not understand how important family was. I'm like, oh, really? Because I'm here with my family right now while you're yelling at me about this. <laughs> And I had gotten them a temporary sectional. The company that uh, the dining table didn't come from, they had one in their warehouse. We loaned it to them. So they had stuff. Was it their perfect stuff? No. But they still were not happy. And the stuff did come in. There were a couple of things that had to be corrected. Not my fault. It was just stuff that happened. And she was still screaming at me. And I said to her, I am here answering your calls. I am telling you what the solution is. And I'm standing by it until we get to the solution. Like, you don't have the right to speak that rudely to me. When If I stop returning your calls, if I tell you to go pound sand, then you can treat me that way. And it did turn the relationship around. And I did try to get stuff done. And she actually did contact me a month ago and asked me how to do some stuff, which I did respond to politely. I was not going to be the one yeah. to do it, but I gave <laughs> her other ways of, of handling things.
1: I, so I had a similar project in Dallas, and it was also during the midst of covid Things went wrong. Everything went wrong. Everything you can possibly think of went wrong on this project. And she was livid, understandably. And eventually I had to tell her the same thing. Like, honey, I am still here. Right. You know, I, I could I could have told you the same thing. I, I could have told you to pound sand. I could have told you to go fuck yourself, whatever. Right. I'm still here. Right. I'm standing by my work. I'm making sure that everything gets done. I'm not making any money on this. All right. These, all, all these delays, all of these issues, all of these challenges. Like, I'm still here at your job. You know, the 50th time later, making sure that things still get done. And they did. And at the end of the day, it was fabulous. But and a good interior designer stands yes. by it. I understand you know?
0: being upset when you spend a lot of money and things are going wrong. I understand it. I have certainly had my issues with people about very similar things. But at the end of the day, you are lucky enough to afford to be able to do these things. It is not going to kill you if your sofa gets delayed a month or two. And I wish people would keep that in mind. The loveliest clients I've ever had, and they had stuff go wrong during the renovation. I mean, we opened up walls, ants poured out, the contractor (laughs) flaked, there was mold, there was everything that could go wrong Did, But they were lovely throughout the entire process because they came from a place of, we know how lucky we are that we're even able to afford to do this to begin with. And we know at the end of the day, we're going to be living in our dream home. And we know that you're going to take care of it. And I just don't understand where the expectation comes from in life that nothing is going to go wrong. And I tell people that at the beginning of the job, something is going to go wrong. Mistakes happen. Life happens. Stuff goes wrong. But we will take care of it. And it is well, an, I always call it the yeah. oh shits. Absolutely. It yeah. is oh shits. I call it the oh
2: shits. And You know, when you're standing there and you're going, oh shit, well, I didn't see that coming. Right, And,
0: and there are things that will happen that way. Right. But just know if your interior designer is stand, standing there telling you, we will take care of this and we will work with you through the end, then that counts for a lot. It is not realistic to think that everything is going to be smooth to begin with and end perfectly smoothly without one issue. But a good interior designer will stand by it, and that is the value of interior designers. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed.
2: Well, it's a it's a detached professional relationship, and we can stand back and and see the forest for the trees and continue.
0: Well, we've had experience. To the end. We've had experience wow. dealing with these issues, mm-hmm. sure, and we're adept at dealing with the issues. And that it
2: still surprises me though when all this stuff comes up, and it's like, ah. Oh, well, there's always something that comes up. You're like, oh, i never seen huh. that before. You don't want to
0: hear it from your doctor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or your contractor. Huh. But, I mean, but, so one thing that you guys talked about in the last podcast, too, was, was, was the dental hygienist who was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be an interior designer suddenly. So, so this is the reason that it's not a good idea to enter an industry without any experience or knowledge or education because, like you say, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so you get into a situation like this with certain clients, you don't have a good network to fall back on. You don't have any experience. You don't have any other designers that you, that that you're friends with who can kind of help walk you through this. And so you wind up with egg on your face, possibly in a libel or not libel, but like a lawsuit situation. But that that is possible, (laughs) but that is absolutely
2: possible. You know, if you are that inept or you make that many mistakes, it's entirely possible.
0: Yeah. But even experienced interior Mm -hmm. designers, we're all very lucky to have each other as a support group, and Mm -hmm. that is one of the reasons we are starting Surviving Design Mm -hmm. and creating the website Surviving Design, which will have forums and help discussions on it for other interior designers to reach out to each other to say, hey, I had this happen, never seen this before. How have other interior designers handled this? Can you guys please help me? Because Mm. I don't think that we all should just be out here on our own trying to figure it out because there are situations that we call each other on like... I don't know what to do, how have you experienced this, how do we handle this, any advice. And I think it's a very worthwhile thing in this industry. Well, I think it's
2: completely invaluable because as you said, we are all alone in this and we don't need to be.
0: Right, right. And a lot of interior designers are sole proprietorships where they're just out there, maybe it's you and an assistant at best trying to navigate a whole lot of stuff. And to actually be able to support each other, help each other, laugh about it at the end of the day because what we are doing at the end of the day is a luxury it is something while i do take it seriously i believe we can uplift people through their homes we are not curing cancer here we are not performing brain surgery we are making people's lives hopefully more pleasant yeah and that really there is something noble about that but we also do need to be able to laugh about it and to help each other through some of this oh shits that do come up <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes, big fan of the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the oceans, well, but I'm, I'm a
2: not fan a fan of it. But it's I I, I just love that when it happens because you're just like there it is, there it
0: is, uh, there yeah, it we is. We always okay. do wait for it on every job, right? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, well here's there what we here there it, there it is. All there is. right, here it is. Well, we do look forward to talking to you guys about more topics relating mm. to interior design that isn't just showing the glamorous side of it, but that shows the really behind the scenes, the really. Intricate, gritty, -gritty, down and dirty part of this business. And then we,
1: we, uh, I think, I think.
0: We'll touch on pretty stuff too. Yeah,
1: (laughs) believing in, we'll we'll, we'll talk about pretty things. We'll talk about all kinds of fluffy things too, but like, I think. Kind of like Tim's hair. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. (laughs) Fabulous and fluffy. (laughs) But you know, the the reality is like, this industry is complicated and it's not portrayed as such. And so I think there's there's kind of an onus behind us to tell you the truth. We want you to know the truth behind this industry, the truth behind the glamour, and to hopefully enlighten, educate, and then maybe even get some of those people out there who've been been thinking about hiring designers to actually trust and hire a qualified designer, designer. to help them. Because th- there are amazing, talented, beautiful designers out there, and that those are the people that we are excited about. Those are the ones that th- those are the stories we want to tell. Those are the ones that we want to help, and so. I want to, you know, get us to a point when we're having conversations. and and, um,
0: Uplifting the entire industry. Well, and helping each
2: other and, you know, uplifting the industry, of course. Absolutely. Well, good
0: talk Um, today, guys. Appreciate your time. We look forward to the next Surviving Design podcast.
2: Here we go. (laughs)